I'm like seriously not okay. Hello my pretty bitches. This is I'm Not Okay, a mental health based podcast and other random shit. So I'm kind of freaking out right now. Um because um I have like ten episodes already planned out and scheduled and I know exactly when they're going out um and this podcast episode is totally random because I had a Squishmallow episode planned for um this week um it'll be on October 15th I believe this Friday um And something happened where I wanted to bump today's episode about eating disorders to this week. I wanted to bump it to this week because something happened and I feel like after Thanksgiving is the perfect time to talk about it, Um, which I totally forgot when I was originally planning out. when the episodes were going out, I, like, I totally forgot that Thanksgiving existed, and also for some reason I thought Thanksgiving was in November, but I believe it's in, it's in November in the States. In Canada, it's in October. It was on October 11th, which was on Monday, and after that happened, I knew that I wanted to switch the Squishmallow episode with this one, and I completely rearranged my episode uh, schedule, which my voice isn't the greatest right now, but I really have to record this, so we're gonna have to deal with my voice being scratchy and like not really there. Also, I'm kind of whispering a little bit, um, like I'm talking pretty low because I was supposed to record this while there was no one home, um, but that's because my brain is not working right now. I don't know why, but I thought we were Tuesday the entire day, and I yesterday I thought we were Monday, And, like, on Thanksgiving, I thought we were Sunday. I don't know why. Like, literally, I had all of the dates wrong for the last, like, week. I always thought we were a day behind what we actually are in the week. So, um, since this was a very last-minute episode, I wanted to, like, in my mind, I wanted to record it on Monday which was actually Tuesday because, again, um, I never got the dates right, but, um, my sister stayed home, like, on the day that I was supposed to record, uh, which was Tuesday because the school was closed, so I didn't want to record it while she was there, and then I was supposed to record it today, And again, I thought today was Tuesday, so I assumed I'll have plenty of time to record and start editing tomorrow to have it out for Friday. 
So, I just realized like a few minutes ago that we are actually Wednesday night and that tomorrow's Thursday, the day before I have to post this and it takes quite a long time to edit everything. So, um, I guess we're recording it right now. Also, I just have to go on a very brief rant before we get into the eating disorder part of this that, um, so just letting you know, um, I will give a trigger warning once we actually get into the eating disorder part. So for anyone who may be triggered by eating disorders, you are safe for now and I will let you guys know when, like, I'll let you know before I start talking about it so, um, you don't just listen to something that could be triggering or damaging to you. So, you're safe for now. Anyways, um, things that have happened to me in the last two days. So, first off, my phone is fucking shitting itself, okay? It is, I don't know what's happening, but, like, apps don't work, like, randomly. Um, I tried buying something on an app yesterday, and, like, I have my debit card and my PayPal, like, on my account or whatever, and my PayPal also has the same debit card, you know, that I have linked to my account, and, um, it like I tried purchasing something and it wasn't working. It just kept declining and I didn't know why. Um, especially since I had the funds to purchase it. I had enough. Um, so again, don't know why it wasn't working. Turns out all I really had to do was sign out of my Apple ID and sign into another one. Uh, and then put my card information there. And that all worked out. But I didn't know that signing into my Apple ID, like signing into a new one, would like delete all of my notes on my notes app. Uh, so I opened my notes app to do something because I have, I don't have like a script, you know, but I have notes that has like points that I want to talk about. So I know to cover, like, I know what to cover, um, and, uh, it's, it wasn't working out, it wasn't there, I started freaking out because my, like, entire life is in my notes app, like, I have my plan for my, like, the episode that I will be recording soon, I write down all of the information that I need, like any research that I do, I put it in my notes, um, all the points I want to talk about in my notes, all of that. Um, I also have a bunch of lists of things that I need, all of that, you know? I have a lot of stuff on here that are pretty important to me that I don't want to lose. And then I was like, it's probably because I signed out of my Apple ID. So, I signed back in to the one I was originally using and I went on my notes app and they still weren't there. 
and I was freaking out because I was like, oh my god, like, everything is gone. Um, turns out all I needed was to wait a little longer. Um, it just took some time to load and all my notes are back. Everything's fine. Nothing was deleted. Um, but that was a scary moment for me. And, uh, I feel like there was more that happened yesterday that I feel like I need to talk about. I genuinely can't remember though. Um, oh, right. I have a situation with a custom jacket. So, um, almost a year ago, I found this artist on, I believe I found her on TikTok and she was showing art pieces or whatever. Um, she did custom, like, painted denim jackets. She moved on to doing, like, other things as well, but, um, at the time it was pretty much only denim jackets. And I thought that her art was awesome, so I followed her on Instagram, and that's where she did all of her business before she got a website. So you just DM'd her for, um, like, to get a quote and, um, a custom painting, which, um, the jacket itself was pretty expensive. Um, I paid it in two different payments because she required, um, a 50% deposit before she started, and then the rest, the other 50% plus the shipping cost after the jacket was completed, which I paid all of those, all of that's done. And I messaged her in December and she got like, she went viral on TikTok a little bit. So she had a lot of people interested. So she had a lot of orders and she had a super long wait list. So, um, the wait list was actually until like April, May which is when she was like, you know, she was gonna start my, my jacket around that time. So I already knew it was gonna be a long wait. Um, and it took her a little bit more time than expected, but she also had a lot of things going on. Um, and you know, totally don't blame her for that. Totally fine with that. Um, so yeah, she finishes my jacket, I believe around like July, August-ish. So I send her the second half of the payment and the shipping cost. All that's cool. And then uh, she tells me she's going to ship it out. And I was like, all right. I give her my address, but I used to live in an apartment complex with my boyfriend. And I gave her that address because that's where I lived. But we moved unexpectedly. So... It can't be delivered there anymore and I texted her um, like I'd, I'd say late September like very much at the end of September I texted her saying hey do you have the tracking number for um, the jacket because I would like to contact Canada Post to uh, see if they can ship it to 
my new address. And she was like, oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Like, I'll send it to you tomorrow. I was like, okay. And a few days went by, still didn't get it. I texted her. She was like, yes, I'll get it for you tomorrow. And then she sends it to me. And turns out she hadn't shipped it, like, at all. I, like, I asked her for the tracking number because I thought that she already shipped it. If I knew that she hadn't have shipped it, I would have told her to change the address, but I didn't know. And she didn't tell me that she hadn't shipped it yet. Um, so, like, she sent me the tracking number on October 1st, and on the tracking number, like, it said that it was, like, dropped off at the post office on October 1st, so I was like, oh shit, she could have changed it the whole time. Whatever, I'll deal with it. So, um, she did require a signature for the jacket, and, like, usually when they require a signature, um, like, if you live in a house, uh, you can just sign at the door, and if they're, if you're not there to sign for it, they'll take it back to the nearest post office, and they'll leave, like, a note on your door telling you when you can go pick it up, blah, 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 and when you're in an apartment complex, uh, every single time they will leave a note on the mailbox and then the next day you can go to the post office and sign for it and pick it up. So my plan was to keep an eye on the tracking number and check when it was going to be delivered and you know once it got delivered uh which basically is just they leave the they leave the slip and you go to the post office, you know, so the package isn't at the apartment. Um, my plan was to go and pick up the, the slip that they would leave there and then I would go to the post office and sign for it. And it was supposed to be delivered yesterday. It was actually, it went out for delivery yesterday, but then... Um, I checked the tracking number because my mom was going to pick me up right after her shift and we we're going to go to the apartment and pick it up. And I checked the tracking number just to make sure that it was actually being delivered yesterday and it said that it was being returned to the sender because I didn't live there anymore. I'm like, how do they know that is my question. I don't know how they know that, but apparently they do. So, uh, it's being turned, it's being shipped back to her and I sent her my correct address, but I have to send her an extra $35 to have it shipped back to me, which I do not have. I am so broke and I applied for EI um, employment insurance, and I applied for that weeks ago, and I still haven't heard anything back. My case is still under review, and I'm broke. Um, literally right now, my main source of income is selling my stuff on Facebook Marketplace, which is not very reliable. Like, today, I made five dollars, um, but that's it. 
Um, so yeah, uh, that happened. Also, my vape died yesterday and, uh, again, I'm broke. I don't have money for a new one. So thankfully I do have, um, a vape, like a, I use disposables. So, um, when they die, they die. Uh, but thankfully I have a, a pod system that, uh, I still have. The only thing is that it tastes really bad. Um, and it, I just, I can't wait till I have money to buy a new one. But, um, this is just my backup for now. Uh, and then today, oh my god, today. So, my phone was still shitting itself. And, like, any app that I tried opening never fucking worked. Um, it was a struggle and a half to get everything to work fine. You know, it sucked. So, it finally worked. And also, some random guy texted me after months, or, well, maybe not months, but, like, at least a month of not talking to me. And it's this random guy, I believe he lives, like, in my area, and, like, we texted a little while back. I think he, like, replied to my Snapchat story to tell me that was pretty, and, you know, I thanked him, blah, blah, blah. Then he started asking me to hang out with him in his car, and I said, no, thank you, because I'm not interested in making new friends and hanging out with people, especially with pandemic, me being, like, you know, I, uh, my immune system is awful, and also I'm just really awkward and hate making new friends and hanging out with people that I don't know, especially, like, in their car. I don't know, I feel like that'd be weird. Um, like, I haven't made friends, like, new friends since high school, so... And I graduated over a year ago, so I haven't made any new friends in over a year. All of my friends, all the people that I hang out with are friends that I made in the ninth grade or before that. So, um, yeah, definitely not good at making friends and don't really look for new friends either. Um, so I was saying no. And then he started saying, it's because I'm black, isn't it? Um, and I didn't even know he was black. Um, I've never, I don't know what he looks like. Well, now I kind of do, but at that time, I had never seen a picture of him. I didn't know he was black. <clears throat> so, I don't, I don't know how it could be because you're black if I don't know that you're black. So... Um, I was like, he blocked me, like, right before I could explain myself, and, like, I texted him anyways, even though he blocked me, just in case he, like, decided to look at it or whatever, and I said, it's not because you're black, um, I just don't want to be, like, kidnapped, um, and then he, like, unblocked me, or I don't even know if he blocked me, but... Um, it did say pending, so he either blocked me or removed me. Either way, 
whatever. He couldn't see my message. But he started messaging me again today. I don't know why, but he did. And he answered me. And it was the message that I sent, like, a while ago. And he was like, I'm not going to kidnap you. I promise. Um, and then... Uh, this dude. Um, and I was like, sorry, like, I'm an awkward person. I don't like hanging out with people alone. Like, it's just weird, you know? It's just really weird. Um, and he was like, again, like, oh, it's because I'm black, isn't it? Like, he started saying that was racist. And I was like, no, I just don't like hanging out with people. Um, and I don't want to hang out in their car, and I don't think that you're going to kidnap me because you're black. You're just being really creepy, and it would be creepy coming from anyone. Um, and then he randomly went on to talk about his dick, which, um, all right. He kept saying how big of a dick he has and all that, and I was like, I just, I just said I have a boyfriend because, you know, why not? Um, but yeah, no, this, this dude. <sighs> okay, so I'd kind of forgotten about another thing that I told him because I said I have a boyfriend and I also told him I'm more of an average sized dick type of girl, you know, like that's what I prefer, or whatever, and, like, he, he proceeds to send me a dick pic, and then ask me if it's too big for me, and in my head, I'm like, did you just ignore, like, me saying, like, I have a boyfriend, or whatever, anyways, needless to say, I did not answer him, and, uh, I think I'm gonna block him, too, I'm, the only reason why I didn't block him, uh, like, just now is because, uh, I didn't want him to go around and tell people that I was racist because I didn't want to sleep with him or, like, I didn't want to sleep with him because he was black or blah, blah, blah. Um, I don't know. It was a really, really weird interaction. Uh, but yeah. So, that's my little rant. And we are 22, 23 minutes into this podcast already, and I still haven't talked about um, eating disorders, like, at all. So, um, now I would like to give a trigger warning to anyone who doesn't want to hear about eating disorders. This is a very sensitive topic. And, um, your mental health matters more to me than a view. So, or a listen, depending on what you're listening to this on, you know? Um, so yeah, trigger warning, uh, talking about, um, disordered eating. And, uh, I will talk about my personal experiences with eating disorders but, uh, for now, let's dive into, um, you know, 
the basics, the things that people should know. Um, so, I messed up my whole little, um, my notes or whatever. I put some things, like, before, oh, now I know why I put it there. Okay, I just got messed up with my own thing, but either way, trigger warning comes first, so, um, anyways, so, I just wanted to talk about, um, Thanksgiving and stuff as a person with an eating disorder, which this is why I bumped my episode to here, you know, um, to this week, because I believe, uh, the eating disorder episode was supposed to be episode number six, and it is now episode number three. So, um, it is very last minute, um, although I do have quite a bit of information about it, so all that's good. Um, but yeah, so, um, to start this off, I'm gonna talk about Thanksgiving. Cool. Um, so, I already, I've always hated Thanksgiving, um, not because of the holiday itself, because I do think it's very important to, um, talk about what you're grateful for and, you know, just be grateful for what you have. That's always a really good thing, and that's the whole point of Thanksgiving, but the part that I really don't like is the food. So, um, I don't know how, well, I'm assuming most people have turkey. Um, it's a pretty common thing for a Thanksgiving meal. Uh, my family often has ham because my mom has, my mom actually has never cooked a turkey until, uh, this Thanksgiving which I didn't know that. I don't know how I didn't know that, but I don't know. Either way, um, I don't like the ham and I don't like the turkey. The ham used to be my favorite thing ever, but I've had it so much that I am so sick of it now because we have it twice a year. We eat it, oh, sorry. We eat it for Thanksgiving and Christmas and it's huge and we're a family of three, uh, in this household anyways, plus on top of having it here, um, I have ham at my grandparents' house, at my dad's house, there's also usually turkey at my dad's house too, I think they usually do both, so you have options, um, but it's also a bigger family at my dad's house, but here, we're only three people, and it's, a big-ass ham, or in this case, a big-ass turkey? What the fuck? Big-ass turkey. That's gonna be the title of this episode, Big-ass Thurkey. Um, just letting you know, future me recording, uh, fucking editing this. Alright, my sister walked by, so I had to pause it, but that went great. Fucking Thurkey. Alrighty. Um, so, yeah, just, there's a lot of leftovers, so it's all we eat, 
um, for like a week after Thanksgiving or Christmas. So I just don't like it anymore. And my eating disorder is very much uh, active in my life. I don't know if that's even like, I don't know. It's, it's very much in my life and, uh, it really sucks and it's affecting me a lot. And, um, like our Thanksgiving usually consists of one of those two meats, um, mashed potatoes, some sort of other vegetable, usually greens. This time we had uh, broccoli because my mom wants me to eat as many vegetables as possible, especially greens. Um, probably because of like vitamins and is there a lot of iron in green vegetables? I'll have to look that up, but, um, I am miss, like I have, I have an iron deficiency, so she wants me to try and have as much iron in my diet as possible, so I think that's mostly the reason why she wants me to eat greens, but, um, we didn't have any greens, like, we didn't have any green vegetables, uh, here other than, like, some kind of old asparagus and peas, which I kind of didn't want kind of old asparagus for obvious reasons, and also, um, I didn't want peas because for the last, like, three weeks, my mom has been giving me peas a lot, um, because that's pretty much all we had for green vegetables, and I am already sick of them, and I don't want peas. And since it was Thanksgiving, um, all the stores were closed except for pharmacies, and there are two pharmacies close to my house, um, and one of them doesn't have a freezer section, and I don't think they sell any vegetables at all, um, and then, uh, the other one, which is one that I actually worked at, has a freezer section, so I was, like, assuming they probably have some frozen vegetables, and my mom went to that one, and I had the option between peas, again, the broccoli, or Brussels sprouts, which is something I despise. So, I just said, whatever, I'll take broccoli, which I didn't even really want broccoli. Um, and then the other thing that we usually have other than stuffing, because that's pretty basic too, um, we have something that we call miyush, uh, which I find is disgusting. Um, it's I think the name in English is a turnip. Um, I had to search it up the other day when I was telling other people about it, but I think, I think it said turnip. Um, and it's mashed with carrots. And I hate both of those. So, and also the texture is gross, like it's fucking mushy. Gross, you know? So, um, I... Mm -mm. I've never liked it as a child. Like, my mom has forced me my entire life to eat some, and I have never liked it. There's not a single time that I enjoyed eating it, so I don't know why she still tries. 
Uh, she just has to accept the fact that I don't like it. I also don't like mashed potatoes. I don't like potatoes at all. Like, I like some potato chips sometimes. I'm still very picky on potato chips. I get really tired of them. Um, and also, um, I, I do like fries, but I'm also very specific on fries as well. So, it's, it's a very picky situation when it comes to potatoes. Um, but I also ate so many mashed potatoes in my life that, uh, I'm really tired of it. And also, it's kind of a fear food at this point. <laughs> I have quite a bit of fear foods. It's kind of... It's kind of sad for me, you know? I don't like that. I wish that I didn't have them. Um, but, yeah, no. It's, oof. Also, another thing I would like to add is that, um, I feel super, super uncomfortable eating with people. Especially my mom. Because my mom has always been pretty judgmental. Like, when I fix myself a plate... Uh, she will often make comments about how little food I have in my plate, um, and will try to force me to put more. And then, um, she will judge the way that I eat, and then, uh, I just, I hate it. I don't know, it makes me super, super anxious, and the entire time that I was at the dinner table, uh, for the Thanksgiving meal... I was holding back tears and trying not to have a panic attack, which I haven't had a panic attack in quite a while, so it felt really weird. And also, um, I didn't want to eat because, um, I was holding back tears so hard that I felt like there was a lump in my throat and it was really hard to swallow food because I did try taking little bites of food, um, but it wasn't, it didn't want to go down that much, so it was kind of hard, um, and my mom kept asking me if I was gonna cry, and I was like, nope, nope, not at all, because I also felt like she was gonna judge me for crying about eating Thanksgiving food, I don't know. Also, usually for supper, I eat in my room for this exact reason, and I feel terrible when my mom forces me to eat outside of my bedroom, because food already makes me anxious and uncomfortable, and, like, it's just better to have to be able to do that in my own room where I am the most comfortable so, you know, it just, that really sucked for me. Um, but yeah, my mom just judges me a lot. Uh, she also judges how small my bites are. And also she got mad at me for, uh, staring at my plate. Uh, cause I was kind of staring at my plate and having a hard time, uh, like, eating, you know, and my mom just was not having it, and it was kind of, it was kind of scary for me, I don't know, I'm scared of judgment, and, uh, 
my sister actually backed me up on it. Um, and she was like, sometimes it's just hard for people to eat, you know? It's just harder to eat, uh, which I really appreciated that comment. But it didn't change much because my mom is, uh, she's something, alright? I love her, but holy God, does it make it difficult to eat. Um, and also Thanksgiving supper isn't just something that I can take to my room and eat on my own because it's a holiday, celebrate with your family, blah, blah, blah. But I really don't like that. I think once I move out in the future, I won't be going to see my family for like Thanksgiving meals and stuff. Um, I think I'll just have my own Thanksgiving alone. Um, I don't know. I can just sit there and be grateful on my own. I don't have to be with my family to be grateful for what I have and, you know, to be grateful for my family. Um, you know, I don't know, do some journaling, some gratitude journaling, write down what you're grateful about. I feel like that'd be a great to great tradition. Oh my god, what's up with me in words that start with T? Anyways, so yeah, all that was pretty difficult and I know that other people with eating disorders often are also um, scared of Thanksgiving and other holidays like that, that the tradition is mostly eating with people, um, especially when there's like a lot of food on the table. I don't know. Anyways, that's it for the Thanksgiving part. And now I have, um, I wanted to talk about different types of eating disorders and the definitions. And I actually have, I was going to do my own research, you know, but, um, my last therapy appointment, um, I was given a bunch of pages on, uh, eating disorders and stuff, and it actually has all of them here, um, but, um, this is mostly why I wanted to wait, uh, well, not because I got these pages or whatever, like, these were kind of unexpected, but I wanted my episode to be, like, this eating disorder episode to be later, um, because I am currently working on a potential new diagnosis with my new psychologist, uh, which, um, actually on my next appointment, which is next week, uh, I have an appointment with her again, and we're gonna do a, uh, eating disorder screening test to see exactly which one I have, because I do have a diagnosis currently, but my therapist think that, um, it may be something else, but that's what the test is for. So, um, I will be mostly talking about the two that, um, 
well, the one that I'm diagnosed with and the one that my uh, psychologist thinks that I have. So, um, you know, it's, I feel like maybe I have both at the same time. Because uh, I do have traits of both. So, we'll figure that out and I will update you guys um, if and when I get a diagnosis. Even I'm curious to see um, what this screening test will, like what this uh, eating disorder screening will show, you know. Uh, she was originally gonna give it to me. She gave me, like, a binder full of, like, pages and stuff. There's a page full of information about eating disorders, and then she gave me some pages that's kind of, like, a quiz almost. Like, the other ones are all, like, basically, like, from, I was like, completely disagree, slightly disagree, disagree, uh, then slightly agree, you know, uh, and you mark all of the appropriate answers for you, and she gave me some for eating disorders to fit, to help figure out which one I have, and she also gave me, uh, some for phobias, because she also wants to, um, she gave me, like, five of the exact same page, but for five different, like, top phobias, which I'll talk about that in another episode, but yeah, so, uh, she gave me all of these, and she was gonna give me, um, the screening test as well, but then she decided to hold on to those so we can go through it together, um, on my next appointment, so I guess, um, not sure if I'll have a diagnosis on my next appointment. Maybe I'll be on another one after. Um, because I don't know if the screening test is the diagnosis. I don't know. I've never really done this before. Um, so yeah, anyways, anyways, we're already 42 minutes in and I'm not even like done. Um, so first off is warning signs. So, sorry if you'll hear, like, the page. Uh, everything else is in my notes, so. So, warning signs of an eating disorder are preoccupations. Oh, sh- that sounded bad. Preoccupations with weight, food, calories, dieting, and or body image. Development of abnormal, secretive, extreme uh, or ritualized food or eating habits, withdrawal from usual friends and activities, evidence of binge eating such as the disappearance of a large amount of food, evidence of purging behaviors including frequent trips to the bathroom after meals, self-induced vomiting, periods of fasting, or laxative diet pills, or, uh, diuretic abuse. I don't even know how that word is pronounced. Uh, compulsive or excessive exercising, discoloration or staining of the teeth, and feelings of isolation, depression, anxiety, or irritability. Um, 
and an eating disorder uh, is a real complex biopsychosocial disease that can have serious consequences for health, productivity, and relationships. They are not fads, phases, or lifestyle choices. My mom is making weird noises. The most common eating disorders are anorexia nervosa, bulimia nervosa, and binge eating disorder. Other eating disorders include avoidant restrictive food intake disorders. Um, sorry, there's words on both sides of the pages and I can see like both of them together so it's weird. Uh, rumination disorders, pica, is it pica or pica? I think it's pica. Um, other specified feeding or eating disorders and unspecified feeding or eating disorder. Um, people struggling with an eating disorder often become obsessed with food, body image, and or weight. These disorders can be life-threatening if not recognized and treated appropriately. The earlier a person receives treatment, the greater the likelihood of full recovery. And by the way, this page is from the National Eating Disorder Association. Um, so I feel like it's, a uh, it's pretty good uh, information. Also, this is really hard for me to read because the writing is super small. So, uh, we're starting off with anorexia nervosa. Uh, characterized primarily by self-starvation and excessive weight loss. Symptoms include inadequate food intake leading to significant weight loss, which that should not really be like on there. Um, like, yes, that is um, a, a big thing for a lot of people, but I do think that weight loss is not necessarily required, although I think it technically is in the DM, is it DMV? DVM? DMV? Am I dumb? Whatever. Um, because I have been struggling with an eating disorder for about five years now, and for the first, like, I'd say, like, three to four years, I pretty much stayed at the same weight, and it was pretty much my heaviest weight, and it's not until, like, about a year or two ago that I realized that I had lost a very large amount of weight. So I did lose a lot of weight, um, but not everyone does. Anyways, moving on. Uh, intense fear of weight gain, obsession with size, and persistent behavior to prevent weight gain, uh, disturbance in self-image, and denial of the seriousness of low body weight. Um, there's a lot more information on this page, but I don't even think we have time to go over all of that. Um, but I guess we'll move on, we'll move on to bulimia nervosa. So characterized primarily by a cycle of binge eating followed by, uh, compens, compen, compensatory, 
my brain's not working, you know what I mean anyways, behaviors such as self-induced vomiting in an attempt to counteract the effects of binge eating. Symptoms include regular intake of large amounts of food accompanied by a sense of loss of control over eating behavior, uh, use of inappropriate compensatory behaviors such as vomiting, laxatives, or diuretic abuse, fasting, and or obsessive compulsive obsessive or compulsive exercise, and extreme concern with body weight and shape. And then another one that is also very popular, um, well, not popular, but like known, is binge eating disorder, which is characterized primarily by recurrent binge eating without the frequent use of compensatory... <laughs> That's that um that's fuck that word is gonna give me trouble uh measures uh dieting restriction is a regular part of the disorder for most people um symptoms include eating a larger amount of food than normal during a short period during a short time frame example any two-hour period or feeling distressed around eating smaller amounts of food, subjective binges at times, uh, lack of control over eating during the binge episode, in parentheses, feeling you can't stop eating or control what or how much you are eating, and then binging in isolation and feeling disgust, shame, or guilt after the episode. Um, now we're moving into the less talked about ones, uh, and this one I'm going to talk about next is one that my, um, my psychologist thinks I have. She thinks, like, I was diagnosed with anorexia nervosa, um, but she believes that I may have this one, which is avoidant restrictive food intake disorder. Uh, also known as ARFID. It is characterized primarily by the limitations in the amount and or types of food consumed, but does not involve any distress about body shape or size or fears of fatness, uh, which I, I still have um, a lot of distress about my body image, uh, which is, you know, this one is more about, like, food, like, textures, I guess, um, but, like, symptoms include an eating or feeding disturbance, uh, e.g. apparent lack of interest in eating or food, avoidance based on the sensory characteristics of food, uh, concerned, a uh, concern about aversive consequences of eating as manifested by persistent failure, to meet appropriate nutritional and or energy needs. So what they mean by aversive consequences is that um, a lot of people with ARFID uh, also have um, a fear of vomiting or choking. So they avoid food because their brain says that um, they'll choke on that or that will make you throw up and they're scared of that they have a phobia 
which I do have emetophobia, which I will talk about in a later episode. Um, and then there is other specified feeding or eating disorder, which is also known as OSFED. Um, and it's a feeding or eating disorder that causes significant distress or impairment, but does not meet the criteria for another feeding or eating disorder. Uh, example of OSFED includes atypical anorexia nervosa, so the weight is not low. Okay, you know what? Now I get it. Um, so people who have, uh, like, they have the symptoms of anorexia nervosa, but don't lose any weight or um, are not at a very low body weight, I believe would probably be diagnosed with OSFED uh, because you do not have to have a low body weight for that. Um, and then bulimia nervosa with less frequent behaviors, binge eating disorder with less frequent occurrence, purging disorder, purging without binge eating, and night eating syndrome, excessive nighttime food consumptions. Um, eating disorders come in many different forms and OSFED is equally as severe as the other eating, eating disorders diagnoses. So, and here it says that uh, everyone is at risk. It doesn't matter what age, gender, race, culture, size, um, all of that. It doesn't matter. Uh, it can affect you and it can be really bad. Um, so it also talks about the treatments involved. Um, but I think that I could make like a part two about like maybe go more in depth uh in the uh different eating disorders uh and like health consequences and then I'll probably talk more about treatment but I rambled on too much today that I don't even think I have the time for all of that um so like I've said before, my eating disorder started about, like, five years ago. I, like, oof. I was about 13 years old in the eighth grade when my eating disorder symptoms started. And, um, it mostly started by me skipping breakfast in the morning because... I would often wake up too late to eat anything, um, or I couldn't find anything to eat, so I would just go to school without eating breakfast, um, which actually happened a lot growing up. Um, like, I remember in elementary school, I used to always be late for school, like, for the bus, so I could never eat breakfast at home, um, but my my elementary school had a, they had, like, a breakfast at school, um, while everyone was out at, like, a little recess before school started, um, I went to, um, the breakfast thing, and I would go there every single morning, um, which actually, I feel really bad, uh, even, like, 
a, a really long time after all of this happened, but I believe I was in like the fifth grade and I used to go every single day and they would often serve cereal. Um, but they would only have, uh, cow's milk and I'm lactose intolerant, so I can't have straight cow's milk. Um, and they noticed that I was always getting dry cereal because again, I'm lactose intolerant. And there was one day where I didn't go. I don't know if I just didn't go to breakfast or if I just didn't go to school, but the one day that I didn't go, they had soy milk for me or lactose-free milk or something like that. And I feel so bad because they did that for me and I wasn't there. Uh, my friend, like, I only know that because I had friends who went and they told me and I was like, damn, that, I feel bad. Um, anyways, um, so yeah, I was in the eighth grade and it started with me not eating breakfast and then, um, I had this boyfriend at the time and I was really nervous to eat in front of him. I don't know why. And he would eat at my lunch table with me and my friends every lunch so I just started throwing out my food because also if I didn't eat my food and my mom found food in my lunchbox um she would yell at me for not eating it so I started throwing it out so that I wouldn't get yelled at when I got home from school also I wasn't allowed to eat in my classes so um the food would most likely not be that great coming home. Um, so yeah. And then it started that I would often feel nauseous around supper time or that I just didn't feel like eating. So I would tell my mom for supper that I had a stomach ache or I just wasn't hungry because I ate a lot after school. And my mom would yell at me all the time for eating too much after school, even though I actually wasn't eating anything after school. Um, but yeah, so I pretty much almost didn't eat anything like the entire day. Uh, every once in a while, I would have a snack after school, um, but not all the time. And again, didn't really have lunch. Um, my friends would often try to give me a little something. Like, I had one friend who used to, we used to eat cucumbers together. She would have uh, those mini cucumbers every day, and she would give me half of it, and we would just eat it together. Um, or they would give me a granola bar or something. And I noticed that was getting bad uh, when I had half a granola bar for lunch and I had nothing else that entire day and I went to the bathroom right after I ate that like I was full after half a granola bar and I went to the bathroom to go pee and my friends followed me to the bathroom without me knowing to make sure I wasn't going to make myself sick um which they should know me better than that uh I have a phobia of vomiting but they thought I was going to make myself sick um, after eating that granola bar. So that should have been my first sign. Although that year I had a lot of stressful things going on. Um, like my stepmom almost 
passed away. She was very close to dying uh, because uh, I'm laughing about it now <laughs> because uh, I laugh about my trauma. So if I'm laughing about something serious, it's not because I think it's funny, it's because I'm uncomfortable. Um, but she, this dumbass, had appendicitis and didn't go to the hospital for days um, until one day she really couldn't take it anymore and because she was in so much pain and she went to the hospital and the doctor said if she hadn't gone in at the time that she did, uh, she probably would have been dead. She probably had like a few more hours before she would have died. Uh, so that was really stressful. And also my mom had a boyfriend at that time and they used to fight all the time. And surprisingly, this is not uh, the boyfriend that caused me a lot of trauma in my life. He will be talked about in another episode, I promise. But uh, my mom had two relationships in a row with guys who would be living here and they would argue constantly. And I believe they actually ended up breaking up that year. Um, so that was also something that was causing me stress because as much as I hated the fighting and that it made me cry all the time, um, that boyfriend, like that ex-boyfriend had kids and even though they weren't married, we called them, uh, our step-siblings and they would come over every second weekend and we were all super close and, you know, it was... Like, we all had a great bond. It was great. Uh, but I was scared that, um, that all that yelling was going to lead to them breaking up and that I'd never see them again. Uh, but yeah, um, I think I saw, um, his daughter once, uh, after the breakup and I snuck into her school to see her. So, but she lives in a different city. And yeah, all that uh, sucks. So yeah, that that year was very stressful for me. Um, so that's kind of how that kind of started, I guess. Also, my mom definitely didn't help. And also, my mom, when I was growing up, had locks on the fridge and any like food cabinets because she didn't want me and my sister uh, just eating whatever we wanted. We had to ask permission for, um, for food and stuff, especially snacks. And the answer was often no, which really sucked. Um, and that caused some trauma as well. And there was also food that my mom would buy that we were not allowed to eat whatsoever. Um, and it was always me and my sister's favorite stuff. My mom would buy it, she would show it to us, and then she would say, but you're not allowed to have any at all. So, and my mom did that quite a bit. Um, and that made me very sad. Okay, so this episode is running a lot longer than I thought. Um, so... I'm gonna have to make another episode at some point 
about other things. Um, like I talked about how it started and all that and the definitions, but, um, I will eventually make an episode talking about, like, my actual experience with it, uh, my recovery, all that good stuff, and maybe then I'll actually have a diagnosis, um, and yeah, I feel like that'd be fun, um, and I'll try to keep that episode with, like, less rambling and stuff, um, like, this episode, like, okay, like, again, this episode was not supposed to happen right now, and on top of that, it was only supposed to be, like, strictly about eating disorders, and then all of those things happened in the last two days that I wanted to mention because I know that if I don't talk about them, like, now, that I'll completely forget that those even happen, and then I won't ever say them, and I don't know, I, there, there are a lot of, I'm trying to, like, always get, like, as much ideas as I can, like, as many ideas as I can for, like, episodes and stuff, so if anyone is actually listening to this, uh, if you have any ideas, on any topics that I should cover, um, let me know. I do have, like, a list, again, of a bunch of episodes, but, um, I'm always scared of running out of ideas, and I think I'm gonna start with a lot of things that I have personally gone through or dealt with, um, but yeah, I don't- Obviously, I should probably get into other topics as well. Um, maybe one day I'll have, like, I'll cover every single uh, mental illness that, like, exists, even though there's quite a few, but it's easier to start with the ones that I have gone through, uh, because, you know, I've gone through it, you know? Uh, I have first-hand experiences, and I also often do a lot of research already about, um, any condition that I have, so, you know, it's, uh, it's a lot easier, just, and also I'm scared to spread any misinformation about, um, mental health disorders that I am not super familiar with and that I haven't experienced. So, um, I'm gonna have to find people who have gone through things that, like, I haven't to have, like, information, like, you know, kind of more with the feelings and all that, um, because Google can only give you so much information about a disorder, but a real person who goes through it can really give you, like, their experience and the emotions and all of that. Google can't do that for you because every single person feels differently 
and deals with everything differently. So, you know, if you have anything that, you know, any information on uh, mental health disorders or honestly anything, like, again, this is a mental health based and random shit podcast. So, random shit is accepted as well. I'll take it. Um, but for mostly for mental health, you know, it's really something that you kind of have to experience or something like that to really talk about and not spread misinformation. So, but I also do try to get like pretty good sources though, um, just to make sure that my information is good. Um, but yeah, that's it for today. Um, I'll see you in another episode. So, bye my pretty bitches. That was I Am Not Okay, a mental health based and random shit podcast. And I'll see you next Friday. Bye.